Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Cockney Cartoon Special. To explain what all of that means, we have Mr. Andy Saunders. Morning. Morning. Well, it's kind of not, but there you go. Uh, Mr. Gary Hayes. Chim Chimney. <laughs> hey, and what can you do with some claret and blue, Mr. Alan Bird? Afternoon. Afternoon. And that's the voice of, of course, Kerry Plastic Levy. Oh, here we go. Okay, all right. How, how was your safe last night, Kerry? And I tell you what. Jackie, keep it, the teas coming. Oh, it was lovely. It was comfortable. It was cosy. It was nice watching, you know, the boys in blue doing their thing down in Cockney Cartoon Land. I'll tell you what, I bet you had a better seat than me. Did you have a bad seat? Well, I have well, you to did say, beg for it on Twitter, I did beg if you pardon the expression. No, I, I'm, I'm open about it. I didn't think I'd be able to go to the game. I had something planned, so I didn't buy a ticket. And then most plans fell through, and I could get in. So I put a little shout-out to all my friends uh, on Twitter. And they were brilliant, actually. All rallied around and got me a ticket, and I went and met um, Kenny Rice, uh, who gave me the ticket. Oh, Thanks I Kenny. say Kenny Rogers. Not Kenny <laughs> Rogers. Kenny Rice met him in a pub King down Kenny in Common Garden, gave me the ticket, and then I went there. And uh, brilliantly grateful for the ticket, but it was in row 70, of uh, of the Trevor Brooking stand, it was honestly it was so high it made Barcelona look pitch side, and um, and yeah, it was. I mean, so I I've no idea what went on in the game. You'll have to tell me. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I might as well have been in a drone. Did you get altitude sickness? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I was a little bit wobbly at first because it was so high. At least you were there. Not only, yeah, I was. I'm, I'm very grateful for the ticket. And uh, big so shout. it's a big shout out to Kenny Rice, uh, Kenny Rice, and to Terry, who um, Terry, yeah, uh, who, who Terry, Terry, oh Terry, Terry, our 
Terry. True well blue. done, Kenny and Terry. True blue Terry. And um, I'm very, very grateful for the ticket. But not only was it, can it, I just say, not only was it in row 70, but of course the, the pitch is so far, the goals, the actual pitch is so far from the stands, you add another 20, 30 metres on from there. It's crazy. Yeah, I think when, when Costa scored, he wanted to go and celebrate with the fans. He thought, oh, I'm going to be knackered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I did a long jump to get energy, there. Yeah. It's like the old Stamford Bridge, wasn't it? After <laughs> exactly. The run past the Thundersley Invercars to get to the shed. You know? <laughs> it was very strange because looking on TV with the luxury of television, um, it did seem as though there was an awful lot of shrinkage of the pitch that actually they may have made it narrower than normal. Um, no, it looked, no, it looked, no, it didn't look any different to what it's been this season. They looked all sort of, there, there was a carpeting. Um, who was it? Um, Pedro, he got his foot stuck into that carpet. You know, you know where, from the kickoff. Yeah, but that's the but, running track, isn't it? Yeah, that's been there all season. Yeah, but there was, a bit, there was quite a lot before the running track. It just looked as though there was some false sort of material. No, I think, I think it was you that said that all pitches have to be the same size now. Yeah, yeah. No, they have to sit within a certain... They, right. There's like... I think like, um, not much is it five foot within because yeah. yeah, you used to be who was it who had like the that. really small pitch was it Wimbledon or someone well Arsenal did as well hybrid, yeah didn't Arsenal they? yeah they did but what I was going to say Andy is when you're actually there you see that it's not you know from home it doesn't look the same does it when you're actually there and you're experiencing it as yeah. a person in the stadium if you, you slip and get stuck in the carpet yeah, you, you know, sort of start thinking about it <laughs> well uh, what was interesting is I thought that um, that's a very good point because the camera angles at certain games make the complete difference like for example look at the I mean I looked at the, the highlights today and the camera angles are quite low and so it looks quite an intimate stadium Barcelona's the same if you look at a Barcelona game or Real Madrid or in fact Bayern Munich they all look cosy. fairly cosy and intimate games but they're massive stadiums yeah look at Anfield this season now that they've got their, their new stand and the camera's really high and it's actually quite difficult to see and Arsenal's the same so it's um, you know the camera angle can be really deceiving when you get to the stadium yeah and I, I would think actually the camera angles have been set up because of the way they had all the, the running and all the athletics yeah. they've got all the positions yeah. set up in a different way than say they do at yeah, Arsenal it's, it's a good stadium you. to film yeah. you know I mean what was the chart last night you sold your soul for this shithole was the, that was yeah, one, the one of the many chances. One of the many chance, yeah. Ooh, but I like that one. You're not yeah. West Ham anymore. You're not West Ham anymore was one of them, yeah. <laughs> Excellent, you know. I thought it was a weird backhanded compliment, though. Did you? Yeah, because I was thinking, you're singing You're Not West Ham anymore. It's almost like, because at Upton Park, you'd give us a game, whereas here, you're just crap. I was thought, oh, I don't see that. It's almost like, yeah, you're giving them the, you know, like, Team seeing, you know, 2-0 up and you fucked it up or whatever. And oh, part, sorry, sorry, French. Gary! Sorry, I'm just, I'm quoting football <laughs> Children listen to this. Dogs and animals we'll and everything. But, we'll bleep that out. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like these weird little compliments because, like, with that rubbish, you concede two goals against us and, you know, you used to be that good at Upton Park and now you're rubbish here. It was almost like this backhanded compliment. I think you've really overthought that. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I just so. don't... I'd say that was probably your worst moment on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. My worst moment was last night just thinking about it. Did you have a, did, did you have a lovely seat and, and nice food? Press, you were worried about food the food was rubbish week. and did you I, get some, Rick didn't you... listen to my, um, my advice on last week's podcast where I said, Rick, get there early. Because Rick turned up 20 minutes before and he was about to run into the press room. And as I was coming out, I went, Rick, there's no more food. And I went, oh, okay, where am I going? So we walked up to the seats together with uh, Scott Minto. Um, for a name drop. Uh, but yeah, the food was just slop. It was horrible. It was some weird beef stew with mash. And um, yeah, it wasn't great. Jelly deals. Jelly deals. No, no, no. And it's, Cockles. Oh, it's, it's not good. Talking it's, of food, Chef, um, you were with the West Ham fans. I was, yeah. How was that? I was undercover. Um, no, it was a very enjoyable experience. Um, like I said earlier, it was a bit of a strange atmosphere, quite sort of sterile, um, but I had a fantastic view and 
maybe five or six rows from the front. Um, I got a good photograph of uh, when Costa scored his goal, good view of it as well. Um, but no, it was, it was interesting to hear the West Ham fans' opinion um, during and after and obviously before the game as well. But no, it was, um, and you know, the Chelsea faithful were making enough noise. And I think the only retort that I really sort of heard of any noise from the West Ham fans as usual, you know, where were you when you were bleep? Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> They're also no, seeing as well um, from Stanford Bridge to Upton Park. Yeah. And I'm like, Stick sh- shouldn't you say Olympic Park now? Yeah. Yeah. They're clearly off brand and off message. What are they playing at? <laughs> Maybe we Need should go, go and do a little key messaging session with them. Get it, get yeah. it, all, get it all aligned. Baroness Brady isn't doing a good job of like, getting the brand right. It should be you know, Stanford Bridge to Olympic Park. But clearly, Park. They're not, there's still a lot of. Um, you know, a mix sort of opinion from West Ham fans whether they love the new ground or whether they hate it. You know, there's two definite camps here. It's funny. I, I don't think there's a better ground for an actual reveal as you come out of the tube station. Yeah. I mean, you walk out there, especially at night, because it's all lit up. You've got yeah. the Mittal Tire. You've got you know the Aquatic Centre. You've got the stadium. You've got Canary Wharf in the distance. It's a really impressive stadium. And as I was walking up there, I was thinking, this is good. This is exciting. And I walked in and I just thought. Where's the 400 metres? This is a soulless bowl. It's mm. like, you know, there's no... I, I said on Twitter last night, I used to like going to the bowling. It was a proper old-fashioned first division football stadium. It had you an know, edge to it, didn't it? And it had a real edge to it. Where and it was that was scary, scary walking now. out of that, back to the tube, or down to Plasto. But it was, um, you know, I just thought last night it was so far from the pitch and the atmosphere was so poor that, you know, if I was a West Ham fan, I'd be having serious reservations about what they've done, frankly. Well, what I'd say is that just about the views is from the press box, you've got a half decent view because you're behind the dugouts and you're, but you're about midway up. But as a fan, there's no atmosphere. But from the press box, you get a really good view because... I really like sitting in the gantry at uh, Chelsea in the East End, which is where the commentators are. That's a long way up, isn't it? Yeah, but you see the pattern of play so much and you see it. And that's what you get at West Ham. As a viewing experience, as a fan, I can understand why it's not that great. But as press, because you're there actually meant to be working, you see it and you see it from... And you see the patterns of play. Even when it came to um, the goal that uh, Hazard would score, you know... As the journalist watching it, I was chatting to a guy after and he said you could sit because I missed that goal because I was having to go to the toilet for spilling drink all over my laptop. I know, what an idiot. <laughs> Is that more plastic of, than me, I think? Spilled a bottle of Sprite over my laptop. I had to run to the loo to get loads of bog roll. When I came out hearing this cheering, I thought West Ham was scored and I got up and I was like, what's happening? And I was chatting to the guy next to me. He was saying, oh, and you could see the, the play and... And that's where you get there. You see everything. You know, whereas when you're at Stanford Bridge, you're so low down. Yeah, that's a good really point because I was up right behind the goal and from the other end that has a score so I could see it from behind how it developed well yeah it was like watching you know old school FIFA on a Game Boy you know yeah. I mean, it was that you know it was that, it was that kind of see. that kind of view so from that point of view you're right tactically it was it was really good you just don't get any sense of the actual action taking place should we have a look at the team go for it yeah so Courtois in goal uh, well no real changes really Aspilicueta Luis Cahill at the back three uh, Moses and Alonso as full backs uh, Fabregas kept his place uh, ahead of Matic next to Kante and then uh, um, the sort of dependable front three of Pedro, Costa and Hazard. Um, it's starting to really solidify now that team, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Fabregas, I think, has earned his starting place. Um, you know, Matic came on after 64 minutes and replaced him. But, you know, it was, uh, I thought, a, 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 a splendidly solid performance. I don't think we ever really looked in any, any real trouble. I mean, we were lucky on occasions. There was a couple of times when yeah. they, we could have, um, you know, could have come unstuck, but really we created enough that I think even if we had it done, we would have, we would have cruised home. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, he's got 
his team. He knows his 11 now, with the one exception now is Matic or Fabregas. Probably depends on how it's going. At the moment, Fabregas is playing well enough and he's put him in anyway. And, and I think. And possibly William slash Pedro. <clears throat> well, yeah. that doesn't happen. It's been Pedro all along, hasn't it, really? Well, well it has at one the moment. One of the most important yeah. players at Chelsea, Pedro, Andy. Yeah, what are you on about there? So you did a little thing on Twitter, didn't you, where you said... I'm writing uh, a piece about it a little bit later, but it was about, you know, he's the most indispensable player at Chelsea this season. And I think over the course of the season, I think Pedro is. More than Kante? Yes. That's wrong. But your percentage, I I voted on that, and I voted Kante. Kante is about 80%. (laughs) So you're wrong. There you go. (laughs) Everybody, look, other opinions are available. Yep. Um, Let me me just quickly as well, actually, on Fabregas, I don't think he'll start against United. I think Matters will come in just for that. I think for a cup game, you're probably right. Yeah, but I think he'll come in for the, uh, the metal in the midfield, whereas I think you see against Swansea and West Ham, we needed to play more football, and I think that he knew he could do that which is why Fabregas played but on the Pedro argument I think that he's been the most indispensable player at Chelsea because Kante does an amazing job Costa has done an amazing job all season Hazard has and when you see Hazard play like the way he did last night it's just absolutely you know it's just breathtaking to see him in action but Pedro's been there at the key moments when when Hazard's forms dip when Costa stopped storing goals since December who's been Chelsea's leading goal scorer and who's been the player that's been there for the big moments, Pedro. And when it was all going good, everyone's there together. But when the form's dipped and you've been at the key moments in that 13-game run and even in the FA Cup against Wolves when we were getting pressured and it was nil-nil at half-time, who turns up and scores the goal? Last night, you know, when Chelsea are breaking, who is the person that breaks the quickest for Chelsea every time? The link man, Pedro. And the ball that he played to Hazard was just... It was absolutely beautiful. You know, Look, everything it, you're saying is absolutely right. I mean, I, he's I, been directly involved in 11 goals in his past 10 games, seven goals, four assists. Nobody can argue with the importance of Pedro. I think one of the... My, here's my view on it, and, and I, I respect your view, but here's my view on it. I think that the reason that we are looking like we have a very good shot at winning the league, touching wood, not jinxing anything... It's for Micah. For um, uh, is that... There are other plastic tables available. Whilst we're scoring goals, one of the reasons that we're streets ahead of everybody else is we're not conceding them. And one of the main reasons that we're not conceding them is that solidity in midfield. And Kante's work rate, his ability to break up plays, ability to shield the back four, but also what he gives us moving forward, I think just makes him utterly indispensable in our team. And, you know, Pedro, I think, is a, is a, is, has been brilliant. I mean, certainly compared to his performances last season, I think he certainly earned himself a, a place in the starting eleven. But I just can't see past Kante for our best player. See, my, my view is that Kante stops you losing games, but Pedro wins your games. And that's the most important aspect of it. And you see, the creativity that Chelsea got in the final third is because in, in the last few months, by and large, because of him, and because you know, I, I had this long chat with... Um, uh, Jenny Brown from Who Scored mm-hmm. uh, during the game yesterday because she was saying she doesn't rate Moses and I was saying you know the job that Moses does oh no um, but the, my point was the job that Moses is doing is that he allows Pedro to play in the inside right area and then it gives Pedro he, he's, he's you know, closer to goal and he's, he's, he's the bigger threat and I think what he's been doing at a time when Hazard's form has peaked and troughed and he's seemed to have picked his games rather than you know being you know on form and Pedro's just been so essential in keeping that run going at times when people think Chelsea might slip here Chelsea might slip Pedro's been a man that's been keeping it going and that's why I think that you know when, when we talk about you know, I'm not trying to say that you know Kante has been important or you know Hazard or Costa haven't but I just think you look at Pedro and what he's done it's just been incredible and he's done it at the most important time of the season as well where 
you know, the jury's been out on Chelsea. You know, even last night in the press conference, Conte's being asked, do you trust your players now? And it's all because of these echoes of last season about how they failed. And he, he says, yeah, I do. But, you know, a big part of why I trust them is because of what Pedro's done to give them the platform. Yeah, all that. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, again, can't disagree with any of that. But just picking up on your point about, you know, Pedro wins you games. The reason that Pedro and Hazard and Costa have got so much freedom to create is because of that utter solidity behind them. They don't have to track. They don't have to get involved in that. And Kante gives you so much energy, so much tempo in midfield for the work that he does that it allows the counter-attack. security as well. It's security. It allows the counter-attack. It allows... Pedro has it and cost it a play to their strengths, which is on the break. And and so, listen, you know, you're absolutely entitled to your opinion, and so am I. So, I, you know, if you if you truly believe that's fair enough, but I, I personally I think that, I know you do, and I and I, <laughs> but I think you're wrong. So, but, but you know, that's that's up to the, the listenership to decide. Anyway, after that little testy moment, we have to cut to a commercial break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. I'm back with some more informed debate. Stop so- crying, Gary. <laughs> You've got any eyes for my eye, Kerry, from an Andy just chin me. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you, Gary know, you know you can't... <laughs> just looks a bit puffy. You can't <laughs> argue with a statistician, because he'll back it up with some facts yeah. and figures. Do you know what I think? I think, actually, without any of these players, we wouldn't be the same side. It, I, it's all I, about balance. It is, it yeah. is. And, and somehow, out of that mess that he inherited out of that moment of sort of like oh my god gloom and doom through Liverpool and Arsenal he managed to find Conte managed to find a way of getting the balance in that side and I think it's really interesting to see you sticking up for one player you sticking up for another because actually you could start looking at all sorts of things you could be saying well actually look at what Marcus Alonso has done start looking at Luis Luis is possibly and probably the best defender in the Premiership he was amazing last night isn't this what happens when you get a side that starts performing we all start picking out different people yeah look but I think that the only reason that we're doing that is because you know Gary has a platform and he's put a flag very much in the sand for Pedro and that's fair enough and you know if you passionately believe that all power to him but I don't agree with it I think it's Kante and I think that's worthy of a debate but the fact that we can have that debate that's what I mean is brilliant yeah. it's absolutely well, brilliant. Brilliant. Last, last season, season it was who was worse yeah. Yeah. it was like what well, is <laughs> William and every, everybody else every <laughs> single one of those players was an indispensable yeah. uh, sorry was a dispensable Apart now they're William, indispensable yeah. 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 and who's the one player who's not playing this season as much yeah. William Absolutely. I think that's really So look, we're now 10 points clear on 66. Spurs are second on 56. Man City have got a game in hand, but they're on 55. Liverpool are on 52 in fourth. And Arsenal, 13 points behind on 50 points with a game in hand. I mean... Yeah, but they'll all... come good, won't they? Well, 
<laughs> they always do. Well, they, haven't got, they haven't got Jack Wilshire anymore, so it's See, that is a big problem for them. <laughs> you genuinely believe that, don't you? I, I think it is. I, give Wilshire games, you know, and give him the right team to be playing in, and he would be an excellent player. And you, you imagine him in this Chelsea team because he is a silky player, he's a classy player, and he's got the ability to come in and. Especially, you know, if you want to talk about indispensable players and good players, playing alongside someone like Kante that would allow, you know, um, Wilshire the platform to play football, he'd be perfect for Chelsea. He'd be an incredible player. I'd I'd love to see him at Chelsea. I think if there's one player that Arsenal have really missed this season, it's Santi Cathola. I think he's really been a big miss for them. Yeah, I I agree with that as well. I think he's a he's a he's a big he's a big player for him. But I just think Wilshire that when he gets games and he gets form and he's fit, and if you notice that. Eddie Howe's managed his time properly and he's, you know... Yeah, that's the that's the key though, isn't it? Keeping him fit. Yeah. but Whatever you do. But that just shows that he hasn't picked up many injuries at Bournemouth because whatever they're doing with him is correct and, you know, they're, they're treating him properly and I think that's what happens at Chelsea, that the sports science department there is so advanced that they know when players are entering this, this red zone that Wenger talks about that clearly he talks about the red zone but they don't know when to pull players out of it because so many, you know, Aaron Ramsey... Played the whole of Euro 2016 without picking up injuries with games coming so quick because oh, they've he got, got so many players that fall a bit. Theo Walcott. I mean, you know, they've got they, they, Sanchez even. You know, Sanchez yeah. has got injuries. Sesk was the same when he was at yeah. Arsenal as well. Yeah. I mean, look, look how many injuries he's had at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, none in comparison. Yeah. So we now need 26 points from 33 available to win the league. That's assuming our rivals don't drop any points between now and the end of the season. I think that was a, a like this one's a game big game for us last night we've now got a bit of a break haven't we with a FA Cup game that we can almost win Zlatan obviously suspended for three games which uh, can't, Quite amusing. But, can't but help the situation and then uh, and then off to Stoke uh, the following Saturday offered Kerry a ticket to Stoke but he didn't want to come because it's no. plastic going to a wedding nothing I can do about that one <laughs> going to a wedding, wedding. For putting me slippers on and watching it I'd <laughs> watching Andy getting all heated <laughs> you going to Stoke? no I'm not because, oh plastic oh, yeah, it, it is a good reason because like, my brother's over if he's banned from New Zealand cause that's a, not good enough for Andy they're on a world tour at the moment so I'm going to his gig in I think they're playing in Camden give him a plug and randomly playing in Chelmsford the night before so I've what's got, the band called? Moses, Moses, Moses. Yeah, they, they, are they a Christian they, band? They, they play like psychedelic, you know. <laughs> you, know I've, I've, you need to do a few um, drops of acid to to really appreciate. It. Not that I'm advocating for that. So hang on a minute, you're swearing, listen, advocating drug taking, <laughs> and think Jack Wilshire's the bee's knees, <laughs> and he's not going to Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to watch my brother's band uh, for a couple of nights. Uh, so I've got a load of like kiwi um, bogan staying around my house for. The, for a few nights over that weekend. And where well. are they playing in Camden? I don't know. Okay, excellent. I should know this stuff, shouldn't Really I? good plug there. I know. Dublin Castle. Sorry, bro. Or Coco. <laughs> Coco, yeah. Um, rats. Who was the fastest player on the pitch last night? The fastest player on the pitch must have been Pedro. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. <laughs> Pedro? What do you think? Uh, I would say it's probably Pedro. I'm going to go with Marcus Alonso. Eden Hazard. Wow. Hit 21 miles an hour. 34 Point zero one kilometers an hour, fastest player on the pitch. Hmm, I don't think of, of 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 Hazard having a pacey player. I mean, I think you know, obviously he's, he's quick yeah. over those. He can, first... he, can, he can put those afterburners on, but we haven't seen a huge amount of it. But no. you know, I mean, that, that that's fast. It's the yeah, first five to ten yards. Short guy as well. Players. It's those glutes. Yeah, I always talk about those glutes. 
We were trying about earlier, weren't we? But it's just, so you yeah. were talking about it's Costa's just, glutes. Do you yeah. want to explain no, what was, you mean? It was Costa's hamstrings I was talking about, <laughs> but Hazard's glutes because he's just got this okay. wonderful. What are your glutes, Gary? For those that aren't, yeah. well, explain. I'm trying to think of a polite way to put it. It's so, your bum, isn't it? Bottom. Yeah. Well, obviously, I was going to say the A word. Your butt. But yeah, yeah it's, and he just Hazard just got it perfectly, and he's got a see, big bum. Yeah, and you just see them. They're like they're big and proud, and they're just so. <laughs> okay. Just see him really. All right, all right. Down, yeah. in, the, in the way that I'm not sure if it if it's Winston Reid or um, I know I've, I've... you're playing a blinder tonight, Gary. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, reading some top shelf magazines. Um, no, uh, no. When um, so talking about Hazard's massive eyes, but, but yeah. yeah, but just seeing him and the sprite I, over it, your it, laptop it, 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 keyboard, yeah, oh, <laughs> those, those sticky keys. <laughs> I was cleaning it up all night. I just had to go and get some <laughs> tissues. Yeah, but um, to see uh, whether it's Reed or Font, I can't remember now. But just the way he played himself on side, where he was almost jogging alongside him, and he waited for that ball from Pedro. I'm trying to keep a straight face out. You lot are laughing. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. Come on. But, you know, there's a point to this. You know, and um, and when he just he just sat on his shoulder, just waiting for that ball from Pedro, and he was so patient because he knew that he could really just burst past him, and then. Those magnificent glutes just came into their own. You know, you just saw him run free. All right. You know, I, I, I saw him run free. <laughs> it, it was just like a, an animal on an open plane, you know, as he was chasing that ball. But I then on an intelligence to just, just to see Randolph immediately, one touch around him and bang in. But, you know, um, I talk like this in the press box. I'm sat there and I wonder why no one wants to sit next to me anymore because I'm like, hey, look at Hazard's glutes. No, Randolph banging in, yeah. he's magnificent. Anyway, so... <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> so look, talk about Hazard just for a second. I mean, that was his eleventh goal of the season. Uh, he only scored four in the entirety of last season, and then, but he scored fourteen in the season that we won the league, and then fourteen in the year, in the year before. When that, I mean, eleven goals. Who thinks he should be scoring more goals? And I mean, I, I get very frustrated that he won't shoot. You know, that he's getting in himself into situations, not just in, in this game, but also in the Swansea yeah. game, where he's getting himself in great positions. He and I don't know whether, is it a confidence thing? Because he looks confident. It, what is it? I mean, is he just looking to walk it in? I, Maybe I don't get it. because he had such a bad year last year, he's kind of a bit nervous still. It's, it's an odd thing. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's that. He, he said in the past that he, um, he said, oh, I need to be more, hung, you know, more selfish in front of goal. But he's one of these players that talks about getting the delight of, you know, he's a giver. He likes to give the assist rather than score. <laughs> What's everyone laughing for? <laughs> he's just, you know, he likes pleasing Costa as much as pleasing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we go to another commercial break? <laughs> <laughs> okay, pull yourself together. Everyone. <laughs> two copies I had while we were chatting before we come on. I'm, I'm peeking. Do not I'm let him. wild-eyed. Do not let him near caffeine, I tell you. Uh, there was an interesting, another interesting stat that you might have seen. It's been around uh, in the papers today. Chelsea have enjoyed uh, 118 Premier League London derby wins now, more than any other side, one more than Arsenal. Mm. So in terms of London derbies, we are top of the pile at the moment. Which is interesting considering that this has been quite a bad year for London derbies and yeah. away games for us, you know, because we've mm. lost at Tottenham, lost yeah. at Arsenal. and But we, we, we didn't need to break sweat, did we? we once we worked out, there, I, I still think... We haven't in the last few weeks been passing quite as crisply on the normal passes. Mm. You know, I mean, and can I say, Kante, your man of the moment, did the most incredible pass to a West Ham player that nearly got us into big trouble. And it, but 
you know, it was such an extraordinary thing. But didn't he but, tackle himself to get the ball back? No, he didn't. It went, it went out. They, they got a chance. It ended up going out for a I corner. Think he was just getting bored then. Do you know what, so the, pass, you know, the, you know what the, pass, the pass of the game was? Was that incredible hazard off his back? Off his back. Oh, oh. in the second well, half. That how was, did he that do that? Lovely. Yeah. He just, yeah. just yeah. flicked his shoulder and it came off his back and fell straight into the path of Kante. I mean, absolutely astonishing. You couldn't work out quite what had happened until you saw the replay. And even the commentators were sort of going, oh, and somehow he plays a magnificent flick off his back. Oh, back. <laughs> you know, it, it was one of those. And it was absolutely intended. So, yeah. you know, there is just something wrong about him in front of goal. Um, but at the same time, when he goes... Well, almost three times like as that. many goals as he scored last year. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, and, and still plenty of games to play. And I think, yeah. I, I would hope Conte said to him, come on, mate, just just have a shot. You know, nobody's going to cast a go. If he goes wide or goes over, just have a go. You know? well, I mean, we, that's again, why he's not been so selfish. Maybe he's been said, you know, don't be so selfish. If yeah. you see someone in a better position, pass to them. Yeah. Maybe he should be selfish. But he's never really been selfish, no. has he? He's, al- he's always gone for the option of someone else, if needs yeah. be. You know, it's, it's very rare that he always goes... It's funny, I, can, I don't it, think even, you can. Sorry, Gary, I don't sorry. think you can really put him in the same class as some of the obvious world class players until he scores more goals. You know, until you know Messi, Ronaldo, you know uh, those Neymar, those players. Suarez, you know, until he can get that goal scoring rate up, he's always going to be on that sort of slight level below that. Yeah. And that's no criticism of him because those those players are supersonic. I mean, they're stellar, but and he's up there. But I think that he just needs to put goals into his game. But I think, think that's because it's not all about him. And what the point I was going to make quickly is that. Even on his debut, I don't know if you remember, against Wigan, I think we won 2-0 that game, and he, he completely and utterly destroyed their defence, and Lampard scored a penalty that he won, and I think Ivanovic scored, and Hazard was in a position to score, but he squared it to Ivanovic for Ivanovic to score, and you think, you're on your debut, Chelsea just paid £32 million for you, Aren't you going to, don't you want to be taking that goal for you to be the glory man? But he's not about that. No, he's not. He's, he's a team player, and I also think that he spent quite a lot of time out on the left, and now he's not. No. And maybe it's a different approach. Maybe he's adjusting. Yeah, yeah you know, we'll see. But I, I think it's intriguing how Hazard's developed this season, as think, they all have. Yeah, and I think it's a point I mentioned last week about the players' calmness on the pitch. Again, there was a little bit of frustration in the stands, you know, and you know, as there always is at games. No, I'm at home. Because, <laughs> because um, you know, it's that time of the season. You know, we are really tense. We need to, you know, we need to keep that gap. We need to get going. And it, it's close. It's tangible now. There's 11 games left. You know, well, so, Conte's even talking. About yeah, it, it yeah. feels you know. Once we get down to ten games and we can afford to lose three, I mean, it's like it becomes really tense, you know. So I can understand the frustration of the fans at this stage of the season. But again, the players looked remarkably calm. They mm. did. They just looked on the pitch. They did. There was they no were sense within from, themselves. Absolutely within themselves. Yeah, Billich I mean, said that himself um, after he said that uh, he was asked, you know, do you think Chelsea could throw it away? And he said, I don't think so. They're they're serious. Yeah, that Billich was great last night, actually. He, uh, his interviews afterwards. I like him. I think yeah, I do. A, I think he's a genuine yeah. football man, isn't yeah. he? And he said, yeah, we got beaten by Chelsea. You know, yeah. It's a lot of teams who do, and they were great. Can I just say as well, while we're talking about points and all the rest of it, do you know how many points Chelsea dropped this season? In all, what, in the in, league? In the league, how many points? I, I, was, I was looking into it earlier, and I thought it was more. get points in a cup. 15. Yeah. Wow. That's nothing. No, Fifteen not points over. Well, I think was it twenty-seven games. I think it's incredible. Thirty points more. Thirty points better off. Better off mm. now at this point of the season than we were last and season. Plus thirty-four better goal average. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Mm. It's amazing. And we are the seventh side to accrue sixty-six plus points from their first twenty-seven games of a Premier League season, having done it ourselves twice before. All six previous sides that have done it have gone on to win the title. 
When did we do it? 0405. We did it in 0506 and 0405, yeah. I like the comment that Hazard made when they said, oh, you you could be on for breaking Jose's record. He said, we're not interested in that. We just want to win. Did you see his uh, other comment about Kante? Lee Parker from Chelsea TV did the interview with him and he said, oh, what's it like? And he said, I feel like I'm playing with twins. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's the great thing that, you know, that, um, you know, the quote about Leicester last year, wasn't it? No, he said about Danny Drinkwalker looked really good because he had Kante either side of him. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And, you know, everywhere you look last night, we looked as though we were playing within ourselves, but doing just what we needed to do. You know, when West Ham had a little flurry in the second half, we seem to snuffle it out yeah. and then hit him on the counter. And once you hit on the counter, it just knocked them for six. They thought, oh, gosh, if we keep going up there, they're going to keep doing this. Well, last week we talked extensively about Andy Carroll and about the threat that Andy Carroll may pose and the fact that he's always been a nuisance against us in the past. But it was really interesting to see how we marshaled Andy Carroll last night. A couple of things. Firstly, you notice, I noticed that Courtois stayed on his line. Yes, didn't it didn't come for anything. It was basically tuck in Moses, tuck in Azpilicueta, make sure that they're at the back post, that there's no freedom to do it. And, of course, Moses won that brilliant header, which gave you know, Andy Carroll a McCartney had to go off and, and do that. But he only won seven of the 16 duels he competed for in the air. Gary Cahill won five of the seven aerial contests he went up for. David Luiz, all four of his... Overall, we won 16 of the 30 aerial duels we contested. Our back three made 21 successful clearances between them, 16 of them with their heads. So that's something we clearly worked on. Mm. And it worked really well because ultimately that's all they had was getting the ball up to Andy Carroll and a lack of concentration at the very end, which was disappointing when Alonso gave the ball away and Lanzini scored, which made us all very nervous for 60 seconds. But, you know, apart from that, I thought you're quite right. We played within ourselves and defended really well. And I think people were giving Gary Cale a little bit of grief at the beginning of the game because he gave the ball away a couple of times. But, you know, we've just got to get over that. Got to stop doing that. Don't get on the players' backs. I mean, how's the captain of this team? How good... Has Gary Cahill, it's David Luiz and Azpilicueta been as a back three this season? Phenomenal. They've been fantastic. I don't think there's a better back... record in the Premier League. Well, yeah. Probably in Europe. I yeah. mean, they just look amazing. And you know what? They've only been sussed, you know, a couple of times. We've had the two Deli Alley goals and then there was one other from, oh, I can't remember who it was, a couple of weeks Lorenzo. later. Both yeah, those were aerial right. threats but as well. Yeah. Those, those were the only things. Well, but the Lorenzo what... goal, you could blame Moses for. Exactly. You know, you know. And what's interesting is that's where the weakness is. Everyone, you know, after those goals have gone in, everyone said, all oh, real weakness with Chelsea here. What you saw last night was a team try to capitalise on that weakness and Chelsea had an answer for it. And I thought yeah. they did it wonderfully well. Yeah. What was really interesting as well, which helped with those aerial duels that Andy was quoting there about the players winning, is that where those crosses were coming from, they were stopping Cresswell getting, and, and Snodgrass getting out on the right and doing something similar. He was there. invisible last night. Yeah. I was worried about him. And they were, was, they were stopping those, and they were having to cross from deep. They weren't getting to the byline to allow Carroll to get into position. So when the ball was coming, Carroll was having to move to where the ball was rather than targeting Carroll, and that helped so much. Yeah. No, I, I think we handled it really well. And it was, you know, you, I'm just going back to what you talked about, Eden Hazard and all those sprints and things. Yeah. I mean, he was like a flying machine last night. It was like those magnificent glutes on that flying machine, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, he was just like nonstop. You're vying for the title, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I get your bid in now. Yeah. Well, I think it's got to be the indispensables. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, th- I think it's um, a, a real testament of... Uh, can, can you uh, stop doing? No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get messages. the um, the goals that we've conceded up. How many ah, goals? Have we conceded? Okay, twenty. 
It's 20, is it? Yeah. Just right. ask Gary. Gary, okay. He's like a super stat, man. You know, that, that's... I'm a historian, not a statistician. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we, we should quickly, because we, we, we're running out of time a bit, but um, we should say congratulations to Vicmo, who's got a new contract this yeah, week. Yeah, he's going to be here till 2020. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's fantastic. And, and fully deserved. Yeah. And still young. He is. You know, he is. You know, he's been he's there. Twenty-four. Yeah, he's been there for years, and he's been interesting. There's a lot of love for him last night from the West Ham fans. Yeah, because he, he went there for a while, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. But, so um, yeah, and then we've got Man U coming up on Monday night. Well, can we, again, you know, just a, just a, a little bit about the youth as well. Uh, the development squad drew nil-nil against a Southampton team that featured Sufian Buffal and Jay Rodriguez last night. So a fairly creditable draw for them. And then Jody Morris is under 18s. No game this week. Next league game is West Ham away on Saturday morning. Uh, and then they have their very big FA Youth Cup semi-final first leg away against Tottenham on Tuesday night. If anybody wants to go along to that. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, so Man United on Monday night quarter final FA Cup. Are you surprised it's on a Monday night? No, it's a big telly game. Do you, but do you think Monday night's right? I'm only saying because I've got to travel down for it. It's a pain. It's a it's a big telly night. It's a big Monday night football night. Yeah, you know, I and, and I think that um, you know, it, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. It's the quarter final. I don't think we're going to see kids in the game. It'll be two good teams. You know, a good team versus a good team. Well, I mean, a first-choice team against yeah. a first-choice team. None of this nonsense that's been happening in previous rounds. Zlatan, obviously, suspended. Yeah. So you'd think Rashford might come in for Zlatan. I would have yeah. thought. You know, which, you know, in some ways is worrying because, you know, the pace they'll have up front with him there is is, is a slight concern. It's different but, threat altogether, isn't it? You know, Mourinho is going to want to avenge his 4-0, you know, beating earlier in the season at the bridge. So, no, I think it's fascinating. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a yeah, top, great top game. Top, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's one of those games that you suddenly look at and you go this is going to be nothing other than a top draw game it'll be fascinating because Mourinho you're right I mean after what happened the last time and him calling out Conte about the humiliation and all of that yeah. and I the think, fact that we're a defensive team yeah, yeah. all that <laughs> yeah. stuff arguably this, this game should have been the final well, I think what's really good is it because it is a night game. It's going to feel like a Champions League night, just yeah. because it you know is what? That's a really good massive team. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that's and, true. and the thing is, they've got Champions League players. I know they're not in the Champions League, but they've got a Champions League team. You know, it's going to be Pogba coming up against Kante. You know, and you know, these Champions big, League winner matter. Yeah, but and but these these big you know these big um, jewels all across the pitch, and it is going to have that feel to it. But I think it's good. This going to happen on a, a. I know it's not midweek, it's beginning of the week, but on a, a week night, on a school night, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I you know, know we've had a nine a nine day gap between the Swansea game and the West Ham game, and now I've got a nice full seven day gap. You know, what's nice is is you know we've got these nice big periods between games to prepare properly. They've got to go to Eastern Europe. Oh gosh, they have. You know, on, on Thursday to yeah. Rostov, and, and then they've got to go back, and then they've got another game the big week after. So he'll be his head will be spinning. I think they've got something ludicrous like five games in fourteen games. Jose's already got that excuse in, hasn't he? Yeah, of course. He well, has. and it, it happened um, incidentally when we played him and when we. Did them four 0 It was the same thing, wasn't it? That they they'd been on. I think we played, and they played three games in between our last game, and you could see it. You know that we had prepared for that game totally, been drilled, and they just literally looked like I've got got off the plane and, and turned up at Stamford Bridge. What do we think about Jose at the moment? He's saying some slightly annoying things. You know, Man United fans are the best fans he's ever had, and you know we're a really defensive. Well, they're team. intended, aren't they? To 
to cause friction. No, we've seen it all before. I know. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me that much. But I'm just wondering what, the, though, what the. I mean, I you know, I kind of I, I idolised Jose, Jose when he was here. Um, I mean, I'm not one of these. He's dead to me now. He's left. I mean, of course, you still got respect. But if he carries on much longer, you yeah. will. No, though, no, I'm just wondering what the general temperature is on him and what kind of reception he's. Gonna I don't be. care about him anymore. That's my honest yeah. opinion. He's a manager of another team. I Absolute don't care about him. Okay. Yeah, I still enough. got a lot of admiration for him. Yeah, but of course, yeah, of course. as a football man. For sure, but yeah. I think that's right. Actually, I don't really care about. It. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that without him, you wouldn't have Chelsea where where they are now. Exactly. And what, what he did in those, uh, in, especially in the first spell, you know, he was an incredible manager, and he gave Chelsea that swagger. He gave Chelsea that arrogance that, yeah, I don't think the money would have brought around so quick. And you look at the difference between Chelsea and City. When City's had the money, they had Mark Hughes as manager, and then they had Mancini. You know, and, and it's only really now they've got Guardiola that suddenly we are really expecting big things from them, and they never really did what Chelsea did. I know it was different times and all the rest of it and Chelsea were a better team even before they got bought out but I think by having Marino there it just took them on to the next level rap- more rapidly than it would have been had Ranieri stayed or they appointed someone who was maybe a little bit of a safer bet whereas Jose came in and he really just gave it to him like you know we are Chelsea we're going to go out and we're going to do this gave us that belief didn't yeah, exactly. gave but the players the belief it, it gave the winners. arrogance and you know I, I like that in you know, when, I'm, worried, when I'm worried so that he's going to bring that to United a little bit next year, actually, to be honest. Yeah, but that's it. Chelsea, you know, Chelsea, it was but, the back of the Invincibles team that, you know, everyone was expecting Arsenal to go on and win the league again because they hadn't lost the game for so long. And then Jose comes in and just rips up the rule book and says, we don't care about Wenger, we're going to take it to him. And a lot of draws in that Invincibles season. A lot yeah. of draws. But, but still, you, know, you know the point, in, in terms of the aura that it was meant to be and, you know, what the impression was. Whereas, you know, without him, Chelsea wouldn't be what they are. No, that's, and, that's the thing. You've got to respect Jose for what he did about the mentality of our club and he took it to a different level and the stats that he achieved in that first season, you know, for the amount of points we scored. Yeah, 95 you know, you points can't in question first Clean sheets, yeah, you, home wins. Exactly, you cannot question that. So, yeah, no. big respect to him, but he's no longer our manager. Ha- having a manager come in that season and say... He was right for that time. Yeah, oh, by the way, we're going to win the title on the 30th of April against Bolton and what happens? Nine months down the line, 30th of April, we win the title. Yeah. Haven't you got to give a shout out to someone? Yes, um, thank you, Andy. What, what were you calling earlier? The junior call-out? <laughs> no, no. Junior <laughs> choice with Ed Stupor. Anybody of a certain age is going to remember junior choice with Ed Stupor. So, yeah, last week, you know, um, you, when you people complained to you about, you know, the title of the show, well, um, there's a friend I've got called um, Ed Wilkinson who's, who's very, he's got a very uh, tender ego and he got upset that I knew it was his birthday and I didn't give him a shout-out. So, um, happy birthday, Ed. Happy birthday, <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday Last week, yes. Is he a no, no, he is a Chelsea fan, but oh. he has a connection to Arsenal Ooh. that we can't discuss oh. in public. Oh, OK. We'll I'm sorry out. about that abuse. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so I suppose it's a prediction time. We're predicting two teams going toe-to-toe with proper sides. So what do you reckon, Alan? What's the score? I think it's going to be a tight game, but I reckon we'll win it 2-1. 2-1. 2-1 to Chelsea. 2-0. 4-0. Oh, I was going for that. <laughs> well, I, was, I was trying to read you. I was obviously going to go for Do you know what, Kerry? What? You can say 4-0 too. No, no can't. I can't. I can't. You can. No, I play by my own rules here. <laughs> I'll, I'll go See, for... The thing is, if you don't say 4-0, then it's a lie. Because that's not oh, what you think. Yeah. So you're lying to the listeners. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here's my lie. 3-0, but we all know I believe 4-0. So there you and go. you're going to retract your I'm always right with the predictions after I statted you out on it. You saw my percentages. That's pretty much always right. 
<laughs> in my world. <laughs> Kerry's, uh, what is it, 80% right? No, right. Oh, no. Eight, no, dude, the let's time leave it there. The time. There we go. <laughs> anyway, as you'll see, I'll probably have picked another good winning score because I've got two this time, 3-0 and 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> playing the percentage. Yeah, absolutely. Big time. So, yeah, well, thank you very much, Alan. Gary pleasure. and Andy, of course. Always and, a uh, Well, we'll see you when we've uh, taken it out on the Red Devils. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. When it comes to a software vendor audit, you need to park the bus. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.